Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. You can listen to us, of course, on the ESPN app. All of the hundreds of great ESPN affiliates all across the country. Sirius XM, Channel 80, ESPNU on the television side. Along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And if you missed any of the start of our show today, you missed a lot, including the story about Michelle giving herself a black eye. You missed um, Canty not being happy that I took over by accident, Kenny or Canty. <laughs> Our conversation about Deion Sanders and his music, which was interesting because Deion's the hottest name all across college football right now. And he's doing a tremendous, did a tremendous job at Jackson State and obviously one for one so far at Colorado. But the one thing that came up was Deion's music from back in the day must be, a mo- must be the money, right? Yep. And we stumbled on the conversation about whether or not every catchy song is automatically a good song. You both said yes, that every catchy song is automatically a good song. Well, we put the poll up at Unsports, like at Evco Radio on Twitter, and 90% of people out there think that it is not automatic, that every catchy song is a good song. Yeah, the people are wrong. They just so happen to be wrong. Did they provide examples? Yes. Okay. So I'll read you some. Sidetown tweets, then call me maybe. Very catchy, not a great song. I uh, think it is a great song. I will not stand for Carly Rae Jepsen slander here. Yeah. Call me maybe is an absolute banger. You like Even it? I know that one. <laughs> that is a banger. Was, Chris, you know Let me just tell you people, for those listening on the radio side and not watching on ESPNU, Chris is like, do I say this? Do I not say this? Do I out myself that I'm a call me maybe guy? <laughs> Who isn't? Who isn't a call me maybe I guy? I agree. If you well, say Canty you don't like that song, you're lying. He you're was lying. nervous. <laughs> do I out myself? Uh, Rich Lindsay says the Macarena. Oh, wait. Here we go. Oh. This is crazy. Sing it, Michelle. Come on. So call me, baby. Oh, how do you not like that song? Everybody's got to like that song. It's Bad good, example, by the way. It's a good song. Um, okay. Richland says Macarena. That may be a bad song. Not my speed, but it's not a bad song. It is catchy. Just because it's not my speed doesn't mean it's not a good song. Agreed. So Agreed. we have to make that distinction. Ty McCarthy says, look no further than that Friday song. Oh, Friday, Rebecca Black? Friday. Like that one? Rebecca yeah. Black. Yeah. Yeah, but that one's not great. Okay, so there's... Uh... Smalls, where are we with the Sexy Red Ski? So we were saying during the break, I think Sexy Red is the appropriate comp here because that song, Ski, yeah. is very catchy. And shout out to St. Louis's own Sexy Red, Hood's Hottest Princess. You are always repping for home, you but you're know, never there. I'm going to write, always home, <laughs> but never, what is it, never home, always repping? Never home, always repping. Drake, right? There you go. Um, but yeah, I... I like this song, it's catchy, but is it a good song? Ski... I, that's the thing. I, I don't know if it's a good song, but when people are playing it, it does bring that energy. Like, we saw it on Hard Knocks right, with the Jets, did. and the players were like, turn that up. Turn that's up Sexy, sexy Red. red. And I'm like, okay, all right. Even Robert Sala loved it. Like I said, not my speed, but I don't know if I can call it a bad song. But you've already said every catchy song is a good song. Yes. Okay. 
Right. Yes. I think that you know that, that that's that's the mantra that we're going to yeah, I mean, adopt. Other the than show. nobody agreeing with you guys, you're on to something <laughs> that's here. That's all right. That's okay. Speaking of not agreeing with things, all right. So Canty's got top five bold predictions for this year. So yes. every show in America does bold predictions. So we have tried to come up with a better name for this. <laughs> so if you want to tweet, you want to name a segment, you have a chance to maybe do that here <laughs> at Unsportslike on Twitter at Upco Radio at Chris Canty ninety nine at M Smallman because top five bold predictions, whatever everybody does that. But these are things that Canty believes are going to happen this season based on his decade plus long uh, NFL career. Yep. Guy won a Super Bowl, allegedly, uh, against the Pats. <laughs> allegedly. Let's hear these because, um, yeah, there may be one of them that we may have an issue with. Okay, so before I jump into 2023's bowl predictions, I want to revisit 2022's bowl predictions mm-hmm. where I was pretty much spot on. Like three of the five came true. And they were considered bowl predictions at what the were time. They? So number five, it was the Philadelphia Eagles winning the NFC East. Number four, it was Malik Willis starting at some point in the season for the Tennessee Titans. That happened. Number three, Brandon Staley didn't get fired, even though he tried his damnedest after that 27-point lead that they blew in the wild card game. By the way, we all agree that that's the job that Sean Payton really wanted. Oh, right? no doubt. No question okay. about yeah. that. Okay, uh, number two was the San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl. Came close, not quite. Close, close. And then number one was the Los Angeles Rams missing the playoffs after they won the Super Bowl. And people said I was crazy as hell. So just for context, okay. give me a little bit of credibility. He's good at when this. I'm coming up with my bold predictions list, Chris Canny, good at bold predictions. Did you just snort? I think you just snorted. <laughs> Did I snort? I think there may have been a snort. I think that snort. was a deep breath. I've done actually. that. That's it was a deep a breath, deep breath snort going. combo. No, it was like what, a, a breath Pat, we may have to find that audio if it was a snort or not. <laughs> it was a snort? There may have been a Canty snort. Okay. All right, I'd like so, you to snort before every bold prediction now. Okay, so snort <laughs> before I give bold predictions. Yeah. Great that I only have to do that once a year. There you go. Nuno, can we kick it off? Do we have some music? Yes. <laughs> Great job, Nuno. Well, look, great job, Nuno. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he's, he's not the best in the business for no reason. Wow. Shout out to Bob wow. Uecker. Um, Okay. <laughs> Number five. Do we have the sounder? Ooh. The Washington Wait, Commanders the make the playoffs. The Commanders make the playoffs. This is why I wasn't buying you guys' take that that was a tank team on the low. I just can't buy into it. The Washington Commanders' defense is what's going to keep them in a lot of games. Their overall physicality on both sides of the ball at the line of scrimmage makes a huge difference. And I love the addition of Emmanuel Forbes. Their first-round pick, the cornerback on the back end, he's going to be paired up with that secondary Cameron Curl and all of those guys, Kendall Fuller. I like the Washington Commanders a lot. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to bring some innovation on the offensive side of the ball, something that that team hasn't had over the last five so so odd years in the Ron Rivera era of things. And so I think this is a team from a physicality standpoint and from an X's and O's standpoint that will be able to stand up. And it's a thin NFC in terms of top-level top teams. And I think the Washington Commanders can put, one, put their names on one of those wild-card spots. Commanders make the playoffs. Number four. Number four, Seattle Seahawks win the NFC West. Uh-oh. How the West was won? It's defense. Pete Carroll, we've known his teams when they're competing at a high level. They're led by their defense, and he builds his defense from back to front. What they have in that secondary with Quandre Diggs and Devin Witherspoon and Tariq Woolen, who led the league in interceptions last year as a rookie, Jamal Adams when he comes back healthy, 
That is going to be one of the best, if not the best, secondary in all of football. Jordan Brooks, their middle linebacker, coming back healthy. That's going to make a difference. I just think this is a team that people have to watch out for. Geno Smith last year wasn't an aberration. He's shown that he's a different quarterback than when we saw him in a Jets uniform. And with the weapons that he has to work with, DK Metcalf, Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then Tyler Lockett, not to mention Zach Charbonnet and Kenny Walker in the backfield in a rock-solid offensive line, this team is going to be a tough out every single week. The Jags make the AFC Championship game. I like that one. The Jags make the AFC Championship game. People forget that the Jacksonville Jaguars were in a three-point ball game in the fourth quarter in Arrowhead Stadium. Like that, that's how good they were. They were all, they had the Kansas City Chiefs on the ropes. It took everything that Pat Mahomes had on one leg to get out of that game. I think this is another stepping stone year for the Jags. That defense is going to get better with all of the high draft picks they have on that side of the ball. But Trevor Lawrence is only going to continue to ascend. They're adding Calvin Ridley, who was a former first-round pick, 1,000-yard receiver. The tape of him in training camp, this dude is moving at a different level. Couple that with Evan Ingram and Travis Etienne in the backfield. Not to mention Tank Bigsby, who was another physical running back for the Jags. This is a team that has all the elements that you need to make a deep playoff run. And oh, by the way, they have a head coach that can be the adult in the room. Not Urban Meyer, but Doug Peterson. Somebody that's already won a championship. Jags make the AFC championship game. And I know Pat had the over on Calvin Ridley yards. I think you bet Calvin Ridley this year. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Bill Belichick, oh, his last year on the sideline coaching the New England Patriots. Now, I'm not going to say you that Belichick is going to get fired, but what I am saying is there's going to be somebody else as the head coach in 2024. Ooh. Now, they might transition him into the front office. They'll give him some senior advisory role. But if you've listened to everything that Robert Kraft has had to say about his team and about his coach, it sounds as if – He is greasing the skids and preparing Patriots fans for the inevitable, which is a new voice as the head of the franchise, a new voice as the head coach. He didn't didn't bring up the example of players that he's had in his program not being allowed to chase individual accolades in lieu of team success. There's a reason he brought that up. He said that it would be nice if Belichick could break Don Shula's all-time wins record, but if he's not going to let players chase after individual accolades when it gets in the way of team success, why would he allow that to happen with his coach? And the backdrop of all of it is Belichick forcing Tom Brady out and Tom Brady going in year one in Tampa and winning a Super Bowl. All I'm saying is this is going to be Bill Belichick's last year coaching the New England Patriots. No chance. Okay. All right. Not happening. All right. You want it to happen. We'll see. Well, that, that's your that's your heart, and not your head talking. Because no, you're it's a fan both. Of the He's Patriots. the greatest coach ever. Okay, you don't push him and out. moving on. No, no. <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys will not make the playoffs this year. Will not. And I know a lot of people are picking them as Super Bowl contenders. They're going to make it to the Super Bowl. This is the year that the Cowboys are going to break through. How about them Cowboys? We're going to be saying, how about them Cowboys not being in the playoffs in 2023? That's what it's setting up for. The quarterback has had 35 turnovers in the last 31 games. The quarterback has missed 17 games over the last three years. The head coach has had game management issues. And did I talk about the defense that has led the league in takeaways the last two years? The last defense to lead the league in takeaways back-to-back seasons was the 73-74 Steelers. It doesn't happen very often. You can't rely on that kind of turnover luck. 
That's what the Dallas Cowboys have been living off of the last couple of years. That's why they've been able to have back-to-back 12-win seasons. It ain't going to happen this year. The Dallas Cowboys missed the playoffs. And if they miss the playoffs, you're probably talking about them looking for a new head coach. I'm giving That's you dirty the dirty looks. Those are the ball predictions. Running back through them. Commanders make the playoffs. Seahawks win the NFC West. Jags make the AFC Championship game. Belichick's last season coaching in New England. And the Cowboys missing the playoffs. Smalls, any objections, any omissions? I love the list because they are certainly bold. But I can't rock with you on the Commanders making the playoffs and the Dallas Cowboys not. Okay. That's the only one because I, I, the Belichick one is interesting because I think that they, if they don't have success this season, you're right. Robert Kraft might be looking for a regime change, but I don't know if Bill Belichick is going to go silently into the night, whether they offer him a front office position or whatever sort of glorified, Hey, we want to take this, the whistle from you. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't know if his ego will allow that. Let me ask you this question. You, You like Steve Belichick having a job coaching the Patriots? Well, if you do, why don't you take this role and go quietly, and I'll keep some of your lieutenants around. Just putting it out there as an incentive to allow Kraft to transition easily from Belichick, as if you could have an easy transition. It would be tough, but I just think that's the situation that Belichick is facing going into the season. That's why there's so much pressure on the Patriots to exceed expectations. Giving you so many dirty looks. You can give me all. It doesn't you can phase give me you at all. The all dirty looks that you want to. <laughs> it doesn't phase him. Not at all. Me, Not we at have all. the over under on the Patriots win total this year. We can get to that. I'll give you the reaction on that because Bel- Belichick, you think, is on the hot seat. We need to come up with a list of all the other coaches on the hot seat because if he is, my God. By the way, also wannabe Spice Girls, very good catchy song, right? It's. An absolute hit. So it's not a bad song because no, it's catchy. It's, yeah, it's an iconic jam. Yeah, I think I agree with you. All right, just wanted to bring up more catchy songs that are automatically good because they're catchy. We'll get into some of the other coaches on the hot seat and one proclamation by an NFL player that is bolder than anything that Canty had to say because at least Canty is, is logical. Uh, this player is off his rocker a little bit with this. We'll get to that coming up. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Just a reminder to LL Cool J, it was Chris Canty who destroyed Queens earlier in the show. (laughs) I didn't destroy Queens. (laughs) And if you miss that, you're missing stuff. Every moment of every day, let's go listen to us on Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. So, the New York Jets, you heard from Aaron Rodgers there, then Tom Brady is courtesy of the Let's Go podcast, available on Sirius XM, talking about 
course, which, where you can hear us, Channel 80 on Sirius XM, talking about Aaron Rodgers. And the Jets are the most hyped team in football right now, of course, with hard knocks and Aaron Rodgers having a catch with my son during preseason. That happened. I'm not kidding, and I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy, but now I feel like I have to be because we got field passes thanks to ESPN New York. You can listen to us there, 1050 a.m., and they gave us field passes. And Rodgers, I'm not kidding, to my nine-year-old son, threw him the ball back and forth at a catch. That's really cool. That's amazing. I know. What am I supposed to do, though? Now I have to root for the guy, right? You yeah, have to. And you he's have one to. of the most unlikable guys. What unlikable figures. Hey, you're talking about Rodgers, not my son, correct? Just yes, want to be clear course, on that. Of course. No, we love no, your no. son. No, your son is a saint. He yeah. has to put up with you as his dad. <laughs> That's, yesterday, was not, yesterday was not a pretty day for him. Am I in the minority that I like Aaron Rodgers? Because yes, I'm yes, watching... Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes. yes. We don't have to yes. put up a poll for that small. I'm telling you what, yes. I understand why he's polarizing. He has not had one misstep so far with the New York Jets. He seems to be the perfect teammate he seems to be falling in line with that even though he's driving the bus he's deferential to his teammates to his coaches he's media friendly he's playing catch with kids he's saying and doing everything correct and i'm sipping the kool-aid but he's yeah, so one good off season in what 19 years well that's going the into thing. year 19 well, I'm telling you, sometimes <laughs> you just need a change of scenery cc that's okay. all he's us change of scenery <laughs> makes you want to give back 35 million dollars that's well, a hell of a change of scenery i'll tell you what <laughs> he's us you know, in essence, like we had such a buildup for this show where we're getting such positive feedback. Oh, it's going to be great. You guys are going to be awesome, et cetera. But we never had a show. Yeah. Right? So we had all this hype like, hey, you guys are going to be great. We're having these great meetings and conversations, and everybody at ESPN Radio has been wonderful to us. But we actually have to do the show. Uh-huh. Rodgers hasn't done the show yet. He actually has to play a game. So it's awesome. Like, all right, if I get free tickets to Taylor Swift. Actually, I think I did. But if I get free tickets what to Taylor is this, Swift, the flex wow, segment. I'm right? on the field My with son's the throwing Jets. Balls there. I'm Rogers. going to Taylor Swift for free. <laughs> wow. We get it, Evan. You've got connects. No. Oh, you? <laughs> Do we want to go to this? Because, okay, why don't you tell everybody how you ended up back in New York as as somebody who grew up in the Midwest? that's just one part of it. Okay, somebody grew up in the Midwest. You you were great on air in St. Louis. Thank you. And then all of a sudden a year ago, literally a year ago yesterday, somebody comes back to New York to live here. Why? Well, I had never lived in New York, and I've always wanted to. And I kind of shockingly pulled the plug on my life in St. Louis because I had a great show, great station. My family was there. I love it. It's my home. But what put it in motion, surprisingly, was a real housewife. A real housewife. Oh, we get it, Michelle. You have connects. Real housewives. Yeah, so I, I met a real housewife. Shout out to, shout out to Sutton Strack at a party. And... Um, <laughs> We went to brunch the next day, and mm-hmm. she was saying, you need to move to, to New York. And I said, yeah, I would love to, but I have a lot going in St. Louis. Now is not the time. And she's like, I, I stepped out of my comfort zone to get on the show. You need to step out of your comfort zone, and good things would happen. And boom, is she right? Look at the show. Right. But I left the brunch and went straight to the airport. We'd taken a photo afterwards to commemorate our new friendship. I turned off my phone when I got on the plane. Did some prep for my show. I landed. I turned on my phone. 187 text messages. <laughs> Sutton had taken the photo. She put it on her Instagram feed. And it said, she she tagged me and said, shout out to Michelle and Andy Cohen, your St. Louis girl. Watch out for her. She's moving to New York. I'm paraphrasing. But it was on the feed. And who saw that? Everybody in St. Louis. Because she's a massive star. Everybody loves Bravo. They love the housewives. So I had a lot of people to answer to upon mm. arrival. What does this mean? What are you talking about? Are you moving to New York? You have a show. You have all this stuff. So I put those conversations in motion about my desire to ultimately move to New York. So, so not only is she going to be a co-host on ESPN's morning show, <laughs> right. which is one of the biggest platforms in radio 
period. Yes. But she's also going to be in season two of The Real Housewives of New York City. The Real Housewives of Radio. That's a hot show, let me tell you. <laughs> the Real Housewives of Radio? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> Trust me. That, that's no, not I'm not gonna... kidding. She's going to be season two, New York City. I'm telling Let's you. Let's go. All right. It's yeah, that'll be good. It's Can happening. we get you on there? No, I'm not well, interested. Andy Cohen is a close personal friend, so of course I would love to meet there. Andy. Andy, if you're listening, open chair for you on the show anytime. <laughs> but I, can you imagine me on the Real Housewives? I live in a tiny apartment. I'm falling over. I'm busting my face. I'm getting yeah, a black that's eye. entertaining. I am not interesting enough to be on the Real Housewives. But you want to be? No, 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 no. This but is you enough exposure be. for me. But you want to be? I definitely do not, Michelle. I don't. Come on. I do Come not. on now. Because that show catches, when the red light goes on, we sit up a little straighter. We know that we're on camera. We know that we're on the air. We could take a deep breath afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, there's off time. When you're in a show like that, yeah. it's always on. You're, they catch every little so moment So let me ask you. you a question. What's going to have more drama, Real Housewives of New York City or what's going to happen in Florham Park this year with the New York Jets? I think the Jets supersede Jets. any Jets. drama. Jets are going to have more drama. Jets. Not even close. Not even close. That's why they're on Hard Knocks. It's a better watch than, Be- than anything. Because here's the thing. So when we talk about coaches in the hot seat, and we're going to get to this DJ Reed sound in, in a little bit, but when we talk about coaches in the hot seat, Robert Sala who has done, as a head coach, and I say this respectively, respectfully, there's a word, has done nothing as a head coach in this I league. love when people do that. I say this respectfully. You know the disrespect is coming. Oh, it's you a caveat know the shame is coming. I say this with all disrespect. I'm about to destroy you on national radio on the first show we've ever done here on Unsportsmanlike. Robert Sala, I don't know you, and I'm now going to pummel you the same way that you can pummel me back. But I think it's fair. You've done nothing as a head coach in this league. And I'll make it to, we've done nothing as a show on ESPN Radio, right? Same kind of thing. We have a, a lot to prove. So does he. He is arguably a top two, three quarterback in the NFL. Hit DJ Reed called the defense historic. Yeah, you better get to a Super Bowl or an AFC championship game or if Canty has Belichick in the hot seat. I mean, my God, what about Robert Sala? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, along with Chris Canty, Michelle Smallman, Evan Cohen with you. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can listen to us on SiriusXM Channel 80. Watch us on ESPNU. And, of course, all across the country and all of our great affiliates and the ESPN app. I think we need more bangers than this. 
right? I'm not trying to throw Javante under the bus, but this is too calm for us. I've no. seen it all. I don't Come know. On. You feel like it's yeah, too calm for us? I'm with Smalls on this one. Where you been at? I don't know. This, this Where one, have this, I been? This, I was this, putting on a coffee this, order. This, Nuno this, said this, to text this, him a coffee order, so that's what hard. I just said. That, that, be, that be goes hard, yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. I stand corrected. Right. What would you like to hear, Evan? Hmm. So you threw our boss under the, the table, right? Amanda said she no, never— No, she threw us under the she bus, said Nuno. Never, she, I don't know if he, she wanted you to share that. Oh, that uh, then don't tell you know, me. crush your dreams. <laughs> right. uh, you've thrown me <laughs> under the table, Javante under the table, like— a Pat, Pat's good. A Pat, Jerry's good. Pat's good. Pat's good. Jerry's good. I like. Apparently, we're throwing people under a table now, not a bus anymore. Yeah. I don't know where the table yeah, came yeah, yeah. from. Hey, Pat. Hey, Somebody Pat. must be a Bills fan. Oh, Bills Mafia. By the way, good transition because there is a head coach. When we talk about the coaching hot seat, okay? So Chris Canty today has put Bill Belichick on the hot seat. Now, actually, I want to rephrase that a little bit. I don't know that you said he's necessarily on the hot seat as much as. It, you could see this being his last year, or yes. are you saying it's as on the hot seat? Because he's never going to no, get fired. No, he's not going to get fired. That's right. the point. He's not on the hot seat because he's not going to get fired. I, I think this is a situation where they'll transition if that team doesn't exceed expectations. If if the New England Patriots are anything other than what everybody is expecting, that that things that something has gone terribly wrong for another team or other teams in the AFC East, and that Belichick's probably going to be around in twenty twenty four. Right. So. The bold prediction I'd make about the Patriots, which is not that bold, but it's what I would tell you, is I don't think they're going to finish in last place in the AFC East. Okay. So if they don't finish in last place in the AFC East, someone has to, which means either the Jets become what Pat Costello has said, the old uh, Philadelphia Eagles of the dream team that Vince Young self-proclaimed, and they just totally fall apart. The Dolphins potentially, to a God forbid, gets hurt, and then they obviously suffer. Or... Explain to me why we never bring up Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills. I'm not saying he deserves to be fired. Because if he was available, another team would hire him in two seconds. Mm. But is there a team with higher expectations than the Buffalo Bills who have yet to actually come close to attaining those expectations? Well, they got to a conference championship game three years ago. And lost. It got blown out by the Kansas City Chiefs. And they haven't been able to get back to that point since. And it feels like they have been regressing. Like they're getting further and further away from the upper echelon teams in the AFC. So if you're going to gauge it based on that, if that's the standard, then, yeah, Sean McDermott has a lot of show and prove. And if it doesn't happen this year, then when is it going to happen? Because you look at the core of players that they have around Josh Allen, at some point they're going to have to start turning that over. I mean, Tremaine Edwins defected in free agency this offseason. They lost Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, which I think is huge, hugely understated. And then two years ago, you lost Brian Dable, and we saw the kind of drain that was on your coaching staff because this guy wins NFL Coach of the Year. So, again, if you're Sean McDermott with the talent that Brandon Bean has been able to assemble in the coaching staff that you have, at some point you got to break through. And if it doesn't happen with the guy that's on the cover of Madden in the heart of his prime – when is it going to happen? I love how you use that as an argument. Because he's on the cover of Madden, you better win. But doesn't everybody look at Josh Allen as a top three or four quarterback in Absolutely. the National Football League? Absolutely. If you have that guy, then you should be consistently in the mix for conference championships and or Super Bowl. I don't trust him in a big moment late in the game inside the red zone. The red zone turnovers are concerning. Red zone turnovers? What about turnover turnovers? Turnovers, period. He's had 23 turnovers in 18 games last year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I... I I don't think Sean McDermott's one of these guys that I look at and I say he wouldn't be fired because he's not good. 
he would be fired because he's not good enough. And there's a difference there, right? Like, hey, we need somebody to get us over the hump. So I put down like seven or eight coaches that I'll throw at you guys right now that in theory you could see potentially if things don't go their way on the hot seat. All right? So we have Salah of the Jets. Canty has thrown out that out there that they have to win. They have to win big. And if not, he's going to be the fall guy, right? Well, I, I didn't say I have to win big. If they get to the playoffs, that will be enough because you've got Aaron Rodgers for two years. Okay. Yeah. Um, I just brought up McDermott. I think that they are Super Bowl or bust this year. I think if they lose in the AFC Championship game again, they may start looking around a little bit. Now, I don't have the obvious replacement there because it's not like there's a Sean Payton just sitting there and waiting, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, some other ones. Kevin Stefanski. Oh, yeah, that seat is hot. Big time. That seat is hot. So we have a great station, ESPN Cleveland, really big show. Tony Rizzo, Aaron Goldhammer, Emmett Golden, Gerard Cherry, the entire crew there. They talk about it every single day, Stefanski, because – that franchise is actually poised to be really good this year. If Deshaun Watson becomes the player he once was, they could be really good. If. If, right. And if Stefanski doesn't get that out of him, then he's the one who suffers there, right? So there's one. Brandon Staley, CC, you mentioned that. That's yeah. an obvious one with the Chargers, right? Um, I think this guy is good. I think they're going to have a better season than maybe most people do. I saw our buddy Q Myers who's hosting on game night tonight walking around here, and he hosts in Vegas on ESPN Radio in Vegas. Josh McDaniels is going to be on the hot seat. We know that. You said they're going to have a better season than most people expect? Yeah. Houseway. <laughs> so here's the problem, that when you do the math on my predictions, I have um, the Broncos with <laughs> Russell <laughs> Wilson right. doing well. I have the Raiders doing well, which means I have to proclaim that either the Chiefs or Justin Herbert have a down year. Yeah. Brandon so Stanley's getting fired. Where I where Brandon Stanley's getting fired. That's Something's it. wrong with my math on this. The math is not math, my friend. <laughs> Are we so, keeping track of all of this, by the way? Yeah, I got it. I got I it in my head. I like the strategy, though. It's throw a ton of takes and see what sticks. I didn't know that was my strategy, but okay, <laughs> I'll, know, take I mean, I'll take it. I'll take it. They're conflicting, but one of them will stick. Okay, so Michelle and I agree on this. I know Chris does not, but Ron Rivera, because neither of us think the Washington Commanders are going to be great. Oh, and, but he's on the hot seat, though. Yeah, yeah new not, ownership. Yeah, he's uh, he's got to win now. I mean, you've got a new ownership in D.C. We saw what happened with new ownership in the Denver Broncos. They fired Nathaniel Hackett, and they brought in Sean Payton, paid him $18 million a year. So yeah. it's going to happen. Like, new ownership is itching to get their guy in the building. It's up to Ron Rivera to give him a reason not to. Right. I think that, that yeah, it's a good point. Even if they're just like, okay, he still could get canned because he's not yeah. their guy. Yeah. And, again, they have a built-in replacement, theoretically, in Eric Bieniemy just sitting there. Mike McCarthy we discussed with the Cowboys. I think that's an obvious one. Um, Dennis Allen with the Saints. Does anybody even know he's the head coach of the Saints? <laughs> no. I just said that out loud, and I'm like, "Wait, am I right? Is yeah. he actually the coach of the no, Saints?" He's the head coach. Yeah, yeah no, I know, done. but I didn't. Like, it didn't process. But here's me. the thing: if Dennis Allen doesn't win that division, shouldn't he be fired? Think about that. Couldn't division. you say that with everybody in that division? No, put down Todd Bowles no, no, too. Think about it. Well, with, with Carolina, they've got a rookie quarterback built yeah. in excuse. With Todd Bowles, he doesn't have a quarterback. Kyle Trask and Baker Mayfield, you don't have a quarterback, right? And then with the Atlanta Falcons, I mean, Desmond Ritter and Arthur Smith, are we buying into them? Back to back double digit loss seasons. I, I'm just saying, if New Orleans with that defense and with the skill position weapons, if they can't get it done with Derek Carr at quarterback, Dennis Allen should be fired. There's an argument to that for sure. It's just so quickly in his tenure there as a head coach. Obviously, he's been well, there we've for seen a while. He's been a failed head coach before. Yeah. So how, how much longer do we have? To, how many more examples do we have to have at Dennis Allen potentially not being good at coaching? 
Well, I think this is the last one. I don't there think we go. he's going to get another one. There so do you want go. to put Arthur Smith on that list? I yeah, do. Arthur Smith is on that list. He's never been over 500 in his career. I, and this is what, his third, se- third, third season? season yeah. You know, that's enough runway yeah. for a lot of people. Now listen, but the mustache? Right. Land. His dad owns FedEx. It's okay. Well, what about the mustache? <laughs> we don't factor that in at all? The, mu- the, the new mustache? mustache for Arthur Smith? I love how you're factoring in the looks. The Raiders are going to be good because you think Jimmy G's good looking. Yes. The mustache, so we're going to keep this guy. Yes. And? So, you know, you know, <laughs> I, I, I don't you know that, I don't that's the Smith. best way to pick teams and coaches. <laughs> you, you haven't seen, hey, words for uh, Belichick and Brady for a long time. I mean, be, not Belichick. Yeah, I was about to say, I was what? Say, what? No. what Although, is there an hoodie? argument that Belichick's fashion is actually cool? No. In no way, Do you say that because no. you're wearing a hoodie today? No. No, I, my sleeves are not cut off. Should yeah. we cut them off? I just bought this. Oh. <laughs> I had to cut the tags off of everything I'm wearing currently The only today. thing cool about oh, Belichick fresh. is that he wins a lot of football games. That's it. You don't think he's cool? No. In any way, shape, or form. He's not cool at all. And he, no. he relishes in being not cool. He calls it the book face, and he tries to actively participate in not being cool. So who's the coolest head coach? Mike McDaniel? Dolphins? No. No. Sean McVay? He's, uh, he's, he might be the most awkward coach in the NFL. Him and Jonathan Gannon, those two are neck and neck. And the, most, the most awkward coaches yeah, in yeah. the Jonathan National Gannon is weird in that I, regard. I think Robert Sala Dan cool. Campbell. Dan cool. Campbell's Dan cool. Dan Campbell's cool, yes. Oh, we're I drinking. played with Dan Campbell, yeah. yeah. Dan is cool as hell. We're we're biting kneecaps. We're drinking coffee. I think Robert Sala's cool. If you if you ain't got haters, you ain't popping. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. Mm-hmm. He's cool. He's on the list. Mm, I don't know. I guess like Dan Campbell seems like the guy you want on your high school football team. That's that's yeah. like, and I mean that in a complimentary way. Yeah. Like he's gonna pump you up. But just coolness factor. What about Kyle Mike, Shanahan? Mike Vrabel. Mike Vrabel's cool. Vrabel's cool. Kyle Shanahan is cool. Big flat cool. brim hat. You yeah. into that? Or hey, crazy! It's way. a pass. All the way. It's a pass. The flat brim pass for me. No, no. Mike. Oh, Mike. Good one, Nuno. Nuno gave me Mike Tomlin. Oh, Very cool. that's the winner. Yeah, Very that's cool. the winner. Cool. So it's Mike Tomlin and then everybody else. Yeah. There's nobody. There's nobody cooler. Than we Mike want Tomlin. volunteers, not hostages. Oh, I love that line. <laughs> it's great. Isn't Such it? a great line. Great. I could listen to him speak all day long. <laughs> Those kinds of lines just have me so ready to go. Right? I don't even know what we I'm need doing. To have Mike Tomlin call in for our pre-show. Meeting. Oh, let's get that done. Like, have Mike Tomlin to get us fired up. He sent me a text this morning. He said, "You suck." As a matter of is fact, you copied this. The new quarterback's mom is what he's doing today. Today is a very important day, though. It is the debut of. Sportsman like here on ESPN Radio. It is also another day that is um, very important. It's National Cheese Pizza Day. We will dive into that next on Sportsman like <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. You can watch us on ESPNU, SiriusXM, Channel 80, and all of our great affiliates all across 
the country. In about 15 minutes or so, why the most polarizing man in college football is also the most relevant man in college football. We will get to that. But today is a very important day. Some may think I'm discussing the idea of um, unsportsmanlike starting here on ESPN Radio, and that could be something we discuss. But it is also National Cheese Pizza Day, a day that should be celebrated all across the world. Why are you giving that look, Canty? I don't understand why it should be celebrated. A National Cheese Pizza. Like, a cheese pizza is undone. Where's the toppings? Like, if you're going to have a pizza, why would you not have toppings on it? Why do you, why do you need the toppings when it's that good for yeah. that long and that dominant for that long? No, why do you no, need no, any? No, why do you no. need the to che- fuss with it? The cheese pizza at no point has ever been dominant. No, I, uh, I, it's I, been I, dominant I, for as long no, as it's no, existed. No, no, the cheese pizza hasn't been dominant. Like the pizza is the perfect delivery vehicle for whatever food that you put on top of it. Oh my! That's God. how I look at the pizza. So it's like if you have a cheese pizza, I'm asking you, why are you wasting the calories? Because there's nothing on it. Well, I've wasted a lot of calories in my life. Okay, so. that's fair. All okay. right, that's fair. But I'm just saying, if you're going to indulge, right. if you're going to eat a pizza, then have something on your pizza. Let me tell you Pepperoni, what. Pepperoni. No, no. A little honey chili oil, no. whatever. Ooh, you know, a honey it? chili oil. Yeah, a little something on you'll get fancy. Absolutely not. You, 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 Absolutely you not. Wanna, you put some prosciutto on there. Oh you want to go no. with the date and fat of cheese pizza. Whatever. A date and fat yeah, of sausage, Onions, green peppers, whatever Are you want to do. There's a lot of different ways you can go with the pizza. Oh, come on. You're but, in... why, but why would you just go with the plain Jane cheese pizza? Oh, it's a waste. Oh, There's nothing waste. better than getting a one single slice of cheese pe- folded no, in half. No, oh, the, delicious. the pepperoni folded in half. Yes. Pepperoni, a little garlic powder on there, the red pepper flakes. Oh, yeah, my that's God. That's how you do it. Let me explain that's something. That's how you do it. Here's what a cheese pizza is. You know, Chris Carlin, your former co-host and now hosting with Joe Fortenbaugh, noon to 3 Eastern time here on ESPN Radio. Chris and I have played a game for a long period of time, for as long as we've known each other, basically, where we do the comparison of food to an athlete. Let me explain what cheese pizza is. Mm. Cheese pizza, you know, it's not it's not a showman. There's no there's no nothing around it. It just goes to work every single day and it wins and it dominates and it and it's great for every single meal any place across the country and it's won championship after championship. Cheese pizza is Tom Brady. Oh, it doesn't boy. need it doesn't need pepperoni. You don't have to get them the best wide receivers. It could have simple bread, cheese, tomato sauce, win seven rings and be dominant. Pepperoni pizza may be good at times, may not be good at times. Pepperoni pizza is Philip Rivers. Sometimes good. Sometimes when is not pepperoni good. pizza not what? good? Yeah, what? what? In what world do you what live if you in? Have, what if you have bad what pepperoni? It's the worst comparison Honestly, in the history of comparison <laughs> ahead, pizza. Let's go. All right, I got go one. Philip Rivers' pepperoni? Yeah, come on. What is it? It's ridiculous. That's insane. Pepperoni's not always good. It's good a lot of the time, not always good. It's always it's good. It's always good. No. It's okay. always good. You know, okay. No, you go know ahead. what cheese pizza is? What? Cheese pizza is Mike Trout. It's great, but it's not the winner. It doesn't have a lot of pizzazz. It's not meat lovers. It's not Hawaiian. Meat lovers is too much. You're doing too much. But Mike Trout, consistently good when healthy, hasn't won, doesn't really like to be a celebrity. He is cheese pizza. No. I mean, that's not bad. I will give you that. That's not bad. But I would say cheese pizza has actually won a lot of championships. No. Yeah, meat what lovers. What championship has cheese pizza won? Well, because when you walk into any pizza place in America, what are they going to have? They're always going to have cheese pizza. They're not going to have everything else. Just because they have it doesn't mean it's good. Well, a candy the... store is going to have licorice. Doesn't mean it's good. No, licorice is awesome. No, it's terrible. I don't, I, what kind I don't, of licorice? I don't, I don't, the red, red one or black one? The black, black licorice. It's black terrible. Is terrible. The red black one's good. Black licorice is terrible. Yeah. It's a, but exactly. But my point is every candy store in America has it. Black licorice is like a punishment. I want to know the people that are eating black licorice. That's one of those things Older. that I, I see Those that. are people that aren't trustworthy. 
Just like people that wear black Air Force Ones, just like people that don't like bacon. You can't trust none of them, and they're looking for trouble. Black licorice is basically... You know what? I'm going to lump in people that ride for cheese pizza in that group. Oh, boy. I'm going to put you in that group. If you're about this cheese pizza over every other type of pizza you can have, then you're in that group. Okay, well, black licorice is... You're not trustworthy. I can't buy any of your sports takes. I can't trust your advice for life. You just can't. You're wrong. You're wrong. Black licorice is like Baker Mayfield. I I feel like you're failing at life because he's riding for cheese pizza. How could you not celebrate cheese pizza? I I don't understand. Why should it be celebrated? It's pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? Everybody loves pizza, but not every... I I don't know a whole lot of people that are saying, I want my pizza with nothing on it. But I would cheese. say more people order cheese pizza than any other kind of people, uh, pizza. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. Let's go. Do you, if you're going to a pizza place, are you at least ordering one slice of plain? No. Yes, you are. No. Yes, you are. Pat, you're shaking your head. You're not going to get one. You're going to go to a random pizza place. You're not getting one plain slice? Pepperoni. All day. Not even close. And guess what? If I order pepperoni and you don't like pepperoni, just pick the damn pepperonis off. And then you get cheese. And you got cheese pizza. No, Congratulations. Hold on, it's, Evan. If it was so good, why do they add toppings to it? Like, to take it to another level. That's why. It's just like, oh, it's missing something. So any food, Nuno, by your assessment, that has something added to it. We're talking about pizza here. No, 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 You know the thing that offends me the most about this, Nuno? Is that of all of the show members here. Yes. I'm the only one that's north of three bills. 300-pound guys know where good food is. Otherwise, uh-huh. we wouldn't be 300 pounds. Oh, so doesn't my fair. take on cheese pizza have more that's credibility good. than Evan's? That's Hold on, Evan, do you not put a pancakes or French toast? Do you not put syrup on it? I do. All right. That's a condiment. That's, that's, that's different. That's, what are you talking about? That, that goes against your point. That literally goes against your yeah. point. That actually hurts what you just said. So that means you think that waffles and French toast and, and pancakes told, are actually bad. And Pat's holding the picture of what I used to look like. So, yes, I think I have a say on this pizza thing, too. Thank you, Nuno. Thank you. I also, you're a Tom Brady guy. To call him cheese pizza is disrespectful. Why? You've been number one for 20 years. Cheese pizza is not number one. I think all more these people other people, no, because people, oh, pepperoni's popping up. Oh, sausage is popping up. Oh, now pineapple and ham are popping up. And all <laughs> so these you're people, saying all of these different pizzas are splitting the vote, and cheese pizzas out there it's on still the there. By itself. It's still there. Oh, Breeze could be better. Peyton Manning could be better. Mahomes, Rogers, all these different quarterbacks all pop up and never take that cheese pizza throne like Tom Brady. He has fought off everyone. Cheese pizza is still alive and well because it's the base. Yeah, and? It doesn't mean it's the best option. It just happens to be the base. Okay. You're telling me you would rather have a plain hamburger than a bacon cheeseburger? I'm not a hamburger guy myself, but in general, I understand what you're saying, but I don't think that... But you have to give credit to the hamburger that it's still alive after all these years. You have to... No? No, I don't, because right. I'll just eat the bacon cheeseburger <laughs> right. and be much happier. Exactly. I love this take that we're seeing on... on ESPNU right now that you put Philip Rivers as pepperoni. Let's not glaze over that. Yeah, maybe it's. I, I don't think Philip Rivers is that good. He's one of my least. He's probably my least favorite quarterback ever. So maybe that's actually too high, right? I think that so, like okay, sausage pizza. It, do uh, do we think that's good or do we think it's sometimes good? Sausage pizza is good all the time. Yeah, all the time. I don't want it all the time. It's right? Not my, it's so not my first a difference. Or it's not your first or second. Yeah. So it's like Lamar Jackson. It's good. But it may not be so somebody else's first. Lamar Jackson, I right? love Lamar Jackson. Right? I love how he puts Philip Rivers as pepperoni. You have made me so uncomfortable <laughs> with a cheese pizza conversation. I didn't know that you could do that. That's a skill. That's a talent. 
All right, let's talk with Joe in North Carolina listening on 99.9 The Fan. Shout out to Adam Gold and everybody over there. Went on with them last week, so uh, appreciate Tim and everybody. So let's talk to uh, Joe in North Carolina. Hey, guys. How are you doing this morning? What's up? Uh, all right, so my take about a really good cheese pizza or a bad cheese pizza and related to basically being a number three starter in a pitching lineup for MLB, if you got that high-level number three, then you're going to have a really good championship-level team and a good pizzeria. If you've got a bad cheese pizza base, though, your team isn't going that far, and that's what I Yeah, really but think guess what? Guess what, pizza. something, Joe? Guess what? And thank you for the phone call. The number three starter pitches game seven. Andy Pettit was always like a number three for the Yankees and always would be there in game seven. Just throwing that out there, that you want that number three starter, that cheese pizza, in a game seven. That's important. Coming up, is Deion Sanders actually the face of college football? Some may say he's so good, he's like cheese pizza. We'll get to that next on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.